Hello, good morning. It is a beautiful Sunday morning. Let's start the week right. Better time to discuss Habits 101. So I'm going to give you guys a couple of minutes to build an audience because I can see that zero people are watching this right now. You may have also seen the post we just put up of uh, people serving a latte in an avocado. What is this world coming to? So yeah, we're discussing Habits 101 today. This was a presentation that I delivered to our VIP coaching group last week, and it was so well received, and it was such a um, central part of all of our lives that I thought this is something that I've got to share with you guys as well. So for the one person that's watching now, and for the hopefully more people that are going to watch the recording, let's get into it. So this is Habits 101. We're going to be discussing the anatomy of a habit, why you fail to change your habits, what you can do to establish what habits are going to be the keystone ones to get you to your goals, um, and also talk a little bit about willpower, a few strategies that you can use for um, developing consistent habits that take you towards your goal, and also share with you a few tools that you can use as well and give you some ideas for what habits to develop. So let me know in the comments if you have anything that you want to specifically develop or any challenges that you have with building habits as we go along. Okay, so let's get started. The anatomy of a habit. This is something that I originally picked up from James Clear, but I don't think he was the, uh, the author of this. But all habits come from this basic structure, cue, routine, reward. So your phone vibrates, oh, I've got an email, lovely. The routine is you go and open the emails and the reward is that little dopamine surge, the little kind of, oh, great, okay, someone sent me this, and then repeat. And the underlying desire behind that is the craving for distraction. Luckily, we are not doomed to this all the time. The basic structure will exist, but we can substitute any one of those things in the habit and use it to leverage to our advantage. So the cue, this is the trigger for a habit, and it's often a time or an event, or sometimes even an emotional state. Um, or it could be people asking you to go out for a beer on a Friday, for example, or it could be your boss says something that that annoys you, and so that sends off another routine and um, you do something to cope with that. And therefore, the reward is a result of the coping mechanism, for example. Emotional state, just on that note, is quite a good one to tune into because um, often when something like that happens, you can get deeper into your body and use that as a habit to, or, or as a cue to develop getting more in touch with your breath, for example. But we'll get onto that. Next, we have the routine. So this is the habit itself, the actual compulsive action that we end up doing automatically as a result of this cue. And thirdly, we have the reward, and that is the outcome or the immediate benefit of, uh, of the routine. So in this case, it's, um, let's say you get an email or well, no one really does email anymore, do they? So like you get a Facebook notification and seeing that someone has liked your photo is the, the reward. And that's what keeps the habit cemented in your life. So hopefully that makes sense so far. Four people now. So privileged. <laughs> right. So what habits and how can you 
use this um, basic structure to your advantage. Well, the first thing is to get conscious of what habits you are actually you have in your life, and there'll be so many that are just blind, unconscious ones. Uh, I'm sure all of us have some habits that we're not aware of. Maybe other people are from, who observe us, but regardless, the key is to get conscious about that. So we want to identify what are your current habits, and that could even be a brain dump. Maybe sit down for 20 minutes or do a, a day review and do that for two or three days and try and pick up from the moment that you wake up, literally from the moment you open your eyes until you go to bed, try and run through the timeline of a typical day and identify things that happen repeatedly. Even literally like I get out of bed, I make the bed, I go brush my teeth, I'll go have a coffee, etc. And just write all of this stuff down, positive or negative or neutral, doesn't matter. Then we want to do an audit of those habits and say, through each one, does this take me to where I want to be? Does this give me joy and fulfillment? Or is this just one of the default loops? A bit like when you have a little momentary brain lapse and you just open a new tab and open Facebook and you're like, oh shit, like I'm meant to be doing something. And as Johnny pointed out, sometimes you even open a new tab, type Facebook, enter, and then you close it and you think, okay, then you open a new tab again and type FA and you're like, hang on, this is just a complete um, aberrant mental loop that's going on here. So, so far we have identified the habits from doing this, this audit over a few days and asked those questions. We then want to look at what are the ones that take you towards your goal and what are the drains against that pull you away from it. And these are things um, that stop you from moving towards your goals in your body, being, balance and business. Or you could refer to that as health, wealth, love and happiness. And we all know what these drains are. And sometimes they're tasks, sometimes they're people. Um, sometimes they come in the form of cues or habits or rewards. So we need to be very vigilant for this, but it'll become clear once you actually do the exercise of writing down uh, the, the habit audit. And I would really encourage that you do that over a couple of days if, you, if you're actually looking to move towards your goals and to make a, make a change in all aspects of your life. This isn't really just a fitness thing, but uh, fitness is a, is a great um, keystone for that. So often the reason that we have these drains is either distraction, which is um, something that we can, we can deal with usually structurally, making circumstantial changes in your life or in your systems, which I'll talk about, or it's lack of trust in your own system. And so we're very quick to throw away our current system because we don't really trust that we can actually do it. Thirdly, it can be people as well. Cal Newport has a book called Deep Work where he talks about the ability to focus deeply for a sustained period of time being the fundamental professional skill that is becoming rarer and rarer, but also more valuable in this day and age. And that we actually, because we live in an open plan office, instant messaging kind of world, we need to set structures in place to stop people encroaching on our deep focus. And so we need to maybe, if we have shared calendars at the office, we need to block out two hours in the morning where no one can book a meeting with us. And you find that initially the fear is like, oh, people are going to be pissed off if I book out that time. But actually, people don't really care. They're just looking for an opening in your calendar. So if you can block off that time shut out all distractions and focus deeply on what you're doing. Or if you're a student, 
don't go to the open plan library where people walk past and be like, oh, are you right, mate? And all that. No, just go somewhere like a somewhere more secluded if you can find a private study room or a coffee shop where you don't know anyone. Earphones in. Um, take yourself away and focus on full distraction. And the reason I'm talking so much about this is because this is the, the layer, this is the base layer um, that everything else will be laid on top of for developing the rest of your habits. Okay, so hopefully that all makes sense so far. Rory, Shaki Mini Scout, has sent me a heart. Thanks, Rory. Cool. So we've identified which habits exist in our life. We've got conscious, first of all. Next, we want to see how these fit in with our 90-day goals. And this is a little snapshot of the goals process that we take our VIP coaching clients through. And every single person who has done this goals process, I guarantee, has been smashing it all year. We brought this out in um, this at the start of the new year. And the people who engaged with the exercise um, have become fully clear on what they need to do, what they want out of the next three years, and also how that fits into what the next year looks like, and then splitting that into 90-day quarterly quadrants. Um, quarterly quadrants? Yeah. So that means that they then have shorter-term targets that are more tangible, and they've split that into weekly targets and daily activities, daily habits that they can then do to start moving towards that. So um, if you don't have a process like this, you can make one up yourself or you can you can obviously join us and go through the full goals process. But we, you need to know where you're going so that you can design those habits to take you in that direction. Uh, there's no point just setting sail into the sea. We have to have a direction so that we can make the little course adjustments and know what the daily habits are that will take us towards that point. And the unfortunate truth about this is that if you don't set a goal process like this, you need to realize the time's gonna pass anyway and you're gonna be taken in some direction. And most likely if you don't choose that consciously, you're just gonna be taken in a direction and your habits are just gonna lead you in that way and you'll be totally at the mercy of what those habits are. So really it is imperative to get very clear on what you're doing, where they're taking you, and uh, how you can measure your progress and see whether you are going in that direction. I'm just going to plug in the charger because I am about to run out of battery. That would be tragic for all all six of you. <laughs> Four of you now. Oh, God. Um, Glenn says, stream is down. Can someone let me know if the, if the stream is back up working? Someone can comment on the post and let me know. Just double checking here. Working now, excellent. Cool, so did you miss anything there? We were just talking about fitting in the, the 90 day, um, the 90 day goal and that you have to have something like this in place because that time is going to pass anyway and your habits will take you in the direction that they're taking you. And unless we do that consciously, we're going to be taken to probably somewhere we don't want to be. Next is an idea from, from Tony Robbins. And it is, if we see somebody that is exhibiting 
the traits or the attributes or expertise in a domain that we want to develop, it's much quicker than rather than trying to reinvent the wheel. We take somebody who already does that and we model it. So we look at someone who's developed a certain habit in or a certain um, outcome in body, being, balance or business, health, wealth, love and happiness that we are looking to develop. And we say, what would a day in the life of someone who's reached those goals look like? And then we can reverse engineer it and move more towards that. Cool. So I said something a little bit before about distraction and the meta habit or the ultimate habit being deep focus. And there's two ways that you can train this. The first one is the purest training, which is just concentration, meditation, sitting and focusing on your breath. Very much in vogue at the minute. So that's something that is a bit like doing strength training to improve your sports performance. It'll give you that that fundamental strength, but it won't give you the sports specific um, training. That's something that has to then be applied. The second thing we can do is the sports specific training. Like if you're playing golf and you're, you're focusing on your drive, you're focusing on um, your putting or whatever. So this is more about doing um, the thing, the, the actual habit for a blocked off period of time, whether it's studying, whether it's um, drawing, whatever it is. And in a fitness context, focusing on your lifting technique, for example, could be a dedicated day in your week that we're then focusing in on a specific task. So being able to do that, breaking down the process into its fundamental, in, into its uh, constituent parts, and then spending a block of time developing each of those is going to take us forward and uh, help us to practice more effectively and more efficiently as well. Okay, so we've talked a bit about that. So we know that we have to get conscious, identify the underlying drive of the habit, identify what the reward is, and what the cue is and see what we can replace for each of those and the routine obviously and then replace it with something that gives you a similar enough reward or fulfills the same um, the same underlying desire but is taking you closer towards your goal and we'll talk about um, how to do that in any of our goal setting calls if you uh, if you're with our VIP group and we'll get you fully clear on that some other questions that are really important to ask yourself Self-inquiry is huge on this. So number one, what is the pain of failing? Why is it important to you? Number two, uh, what is the specific measurable 90-day checkpoint? We use 90 days because it's around 12 weeks and it gives you a very, um, it, it's quite a nice uh, length of time to make enough of a change, but to be close enough to, to still feel imminent. Next, what are the perceived obstacles? Why haven't you achieved them already? And this can take some time for these kind of uh, answers to come up. So again, doing a brain dump, writing down the question at the top of a page or top of a document and just writing whatever comes to mind and be as unfiltered as possible. And you will start to get some pretty interesting stuff coming out. Third, and this is a big one, what would you be most afraid of that people would find out about you? So maybe it's that you're trying to portray a certain image and you're actually not fulfilling the habits that um, that would express that or uh, whatever it is, that's something to also check out. 
What is the biggest lie that you're telling yourself about this? And then am I making progress and how do I know? Finally, what are the four things that you can do this week to achieve that weekly target and how are you keeping score? So these questions were stemmed from Paul Mort. Check out our interview with him. Um, I think it's called, it, it's on the website as here's why you're lying to yourself. I'm going to post the, um, I'm going to post the link in the comments here because that is a great podcast. If you haven't heard it already, or if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, I would absolutely do that. So that's the link there. Okay. Any questions so far, guys? Let me know. Next we have willpower. So I think with developing habits, people that willpower is always the first thing that comes to mind. People always think that, um, oh, I haven't, I haven't hit my goals or I haven't developed the habits I want to because I lack the willpower. Now, there's good news and bad news about that. The first thing is we don't actually want a habit that requires maximum willpower because as soon as we do that, sustainability goes down, as you can see in this beautiful graph here, and we're much more likely to hit burnout. If you choose a habit that is so low on the effort that it's, you know, it's super sustainable, but it may not actually give you uh, much growth. So we want to find somewhere in between. However, ultimately, we don't want to be relying on willpower. We want to be relying on momentum for habits. Willpower is the kind of brute force sledgehammer approach. It's unreliable. It's fluctuant. It fatigues. And it's actually very, very dependent on your blood glucose. Um, so there was a study on, I think, Finnish juries uh, on their the time that they took to make a decision and whether they marked someone as guilty or not guilty. And it was hugely correlated with their blood glucose, which is not ideal. So um, this is something that you're not always in control of. And so we don't want to be relying on willpower as much as we uh, as much as we think we should. It's also, however like a muscle and you can build willpower and have that as a short-term reserve but it's like sprinting everywhere like you can build your capacity to sprint but it doesn't mean you should still go around sprinting everywhere also really interestingly willpower is twice as predictive of academic performance over guess what of iq isn't that absolutely mind-blowing so we know that if you look at the willpower of, of children, you can predict their academic performance twice as well than if you were to measure their IQ. So really willpower, again, ability to focus deeply and willpower are very uh, fundamental um, tools that we can use. But the big factor in getting the habits to stick is what we're going to discuss next. Motivation as well comes in very similar to willpower. And again, it's fleeting. There's often times where you've been super motivated and it's maybe lasted a day or two days. But if you have to wait for that motivation surge to come every time, then sometimes you'll be waiting a long time and it's not the best way to run our lives. Okay, so on to the specific strategies. First of all, the two minute rule. We want to make it silly easy to start a habit. So if you want to start running, tell yourself, I'm going to start running for two minutes every day. I'm literally going to put my shoes on, probably going to take longer to get ready for it and just run for two minutes, set a timer, and then when I'm done, I don't have to continue. If you make it so easy that you can't say no, that then means that you're more likely to do it every day. And probably, once you're out running for two minutes, you're going to think, well, 
I'm only just down the road, so I may as well continue. And at that point, you've made a conscious and voluntary decision to carry on running, and it's much more pleasurable than if you said, I'm going to run for two hours every day. You might do it for two days, you might do it for five days, and then you're going to absolutely hate it. So we want to hack motivation here, and as you can see on this graph as well, we, if we make it easy and consistent, then we maintain it for longer, and then we can start to sneak the increases in. Run for three minutes, run for five minutes, run for seven minutes, etc. So hopefully that all makes sense so far. And actually this is what I did for meditation, speaking of, it, of which. I now have an effortless habit of 30 minutes meditation in the mornings. And that started from telling myself one minute every day I'm going to meditate. And that was it. Did that for 10 days. No problem. Like you feel like a dick if you don't meditate for, for 10 days when you're... Uh, um, <clears throat> when you're only supposed to, you, wait, sorry, you, you feel like a dick if you if you don't meditate um, for one minute when that's all you have to do. So I did that at the end of the ten days. I was like, right, every three days from now on that I get a consistent streak, I'm going to add a minute. And I kept doing that until I hit up to thirty minutes, and now I've just maintained that habit. And there's no effort involved. There's no willpower because you've created that <clears throat> that neural structure to carry on with the habit. Next, we have accountability. So in our VIP coaching group, we use accountability posts to keep each other accountable and to, to keep people on track. But it's important, regardless of your approach, that you have some skin in the game and somebody to be accountable to. That could be a partner. Um, it could be, you could even use the, the high-tech version and set up Wonderlist, an app where you can do a daily recurring reminder shared with another person and then you tick it off each day that it's done. They'll see it, they can also do a habit too, and you keep each other accountable, and it's much better than having the chance that you can lie to yourself and not actually do it there. One of our propane athletes, Ewan, took this to the extreme and told his mum, he, so he knows that uh, on a Friday night, if he starts, if he has more than three drinks, <clears throat> that's the threshold for kebabs and going over calories, and throwing off the next two or three days and then as a result macros have gone over and he's like oh, okay i may as well not bother trying to train and hit macros and then that throws off the rest of his week and his weight goes up so he's found he identified the specific drain at the very beginning which is more than three drinks on a friday so he told his mum mum i'm going to give you 500 pounds and you get to keep it if i have more than three drinks on a friday since then it's absolutely solved the problem. His weight has continued dropping down, completely on target. He's had always less than three drinks on a Friday because of the skin in the game and the prospect of having to give £500 to your mum. So that's something that you can always try. Next we have Don't Break the Chain. This is something from Jerry Seinfeld, the comedian. Somebody asked him after a show, how do you how have you become such a good writer? And he said, I just, I write every day. And my advice to you is to get up a calendar, write every day. It doesn't matter if it's rubbish, just write something. And every day, tick off a day on there. And then once you've got a few days going, the only thing that you have to do is not break the chain. It doesn't matter about writing well, it's just the only goal, don't break the chain. So some of the tools below will 
give you some uh, some ways to do that as the sort of high-tech version if you don't want to have a, a physical paper calendar. Okay, so we're midway through the strategies for building habits, and then we're going to go over tools and then wrap it up. So strategies, stacking. We want to use triggers of things that already happen in your day to stack the next habit on top of. Every day you always wake up. If you don't wake up in the morning, then you're dead, so we don't have to worry about building habits. You always eat at some point, or usually. You always go to bed. So look at your life and think, what else always happens? Um, And how can we attach habits to those events? You may even think that, um, oh, I, I don't have the consistency to do X, Y, Z. But the fact is, if you if you work a job, then you always turn up for work because, again, you've got skin in the game and you know that if you don't, someone is going to lay the smack down. So going to work, for example, your commute, having a coffee in the morning, brushing your teeth, going for a shower, all of these things are parts of your day that already exist that you can then hook new habits onto. So once we do that, we can then say, so an example of, um, of what Johnny did to develop a full-blown morning routine is he knows that every day he wakes up every day he brushes his teeth so after he brushes his teeth he goes down and said i'm going to make a coffee that's quite an easy habit to develop to make a coffee in the morning it's like right after i've had my coffee i'm going to sit and meditate did that for two weeks once that was consistent okay once i've meditated i'm going to hook romwad onto that which is a, a daily stretching routine once you do that for two weeks I'm going to add in 15 minutes of reading. And now there's three habits extra that you've bolted on without much effort. Whereas if you said, I'm going to do all of this stuff at once, it's going to be a lot harder to stick to. So that is stacking habits. And that is a really powerful method that you can use. Thirdly, we have falling in love with the process. And that's just about asking yourself, what can I do to look forward to the process? How can I enjoy this more? and therefore stick to it more. And it's all about sustainability here. So the best thing to do here is, for example, if you are trying to get established with a gym habit, then rather than making it as unpleasant as possible for yourself, if your gym has a, a pool and a sauna or something, gym, swim, sauna. There you go. You've got a you've got a habit stack that is enjoyable and something that you look forward to. And then you know that when you go to the gym or when you're thinking about putting off the gym, you think, well, at least... I can go for a swim and go for a sauna afterwards. So um, that's going to ingrain and cement that habit. There is also, you can become even within a gym routine. Falling in love with the process is akin to becoming the craftsman that is developing his skill and honing um, his ability to do something and diving into that deep focus. And there is an inherent pleasure in that. So focusing on your technique, filming yourself, Building your craft is another way to fall in love with the process. Okay, so we've gone through all of the tactics, the strategy, the anatomy of a habit, and also how you can identify what habits are going to serve you in reaching your goals. Any questions so far, guys? You've been pretty quiet so far. Ethan, Glenn, Rory, anyone else who's watching, let me know. Next, we have tools. So these are some of the, as you know, I love my apps and things. So I think if you have 
a phone or a laptop and you use it a lot, then these are great ways to um, build the habits into your existing systems. The first one, quite a simple and nice one, is Habit Bull. This is available for Android and iPhone, and it'll give you a nice calendar view of not breaking the chain. It'll give you that streak, and also daily habits, and you can quantify them as either um, minutes of meditation, minutes of running, etc., or it can be a yes/no, and there's, it's quite customizable. You can have daily reminders, etc. So check out Habit Bull, Wonderlist. This is the, that's the one I mentioned before about um, having an accountability partner with a daily recurring reminder. Great for having some external source of accountability. Third, we have Stay Focused. So this is a Pomodoro timer. And uh, this is something that the, the tools to work in a 25-minute block of focused work followed by five minutes of rest and repeat. And it's a great way to divide up um, work that requires deep focus. I'm working with someone at the minute entirely around productivity and improving his research output. He's a doctor and academic fellow in Newcastle and is looking to improve his, his research output. So the measure that he's using is, I want to increase the number of Pomodoros that I do in a day, which would be, um, he's up to eight at the minute. So eight blocks of 25 minutes of focused work. And he says that his output has been the best ever so far. So that's something that you can use for developing that deep work. And you can download that here. Way of Life. This is a bit more of a hub of an app and it gives you pretty um, some more advanced analytics for how you're doing. It gives you reds and greens for uh, whether you hit the habit or not. And uh, it's, it's a bit more comprehensive. So that's something that you can look for if Habitable doesn't quite serve your needs. Stay Focused. This is another one just as a kind of a safety net for if you're finding yourself opening that tab mindlessly on Facebook and things don't, uh, and you, you know, you want to protect against those little lapses, Stay Focused just bans certain websites at certain times of the day. So you can say, during my work hours, I want to eliminate um, checking Facebook, for example. So it'll do that. And then sometimes you'll find you'll unconsciously open it and you'll be like, oh God, okay, yep, of course. And it's a little slap to focus again. Some more stuff on that specifically in this article. Six ways to beat the productivity demons, which I will post in the link here in the comments. So that's definitely worth um, reading. Next, we have rescue time. This gives you a full analytics and breakdown of your um, of your day and of your month and what apps you're using, um, the amount of time on different websites and so on. So it gives you a full overview of your productivity rating. And sometimes seeing this data is pretty depressing because you realize that you're maybe not as productive as you think. And it's very useful to keep yourself accountable and have that raw, cold-hearted data to, to look at as well. So those are some tools that I would check out. Let me know if you guys use any tools for this. And finally, so we have discussed the anatomy of a habit, um, the ways to identify the habits that you're looking for, some strategies, and also some tools. Finally, you might have looked at all this and thought, this is all fantastic, I'm ready to get started, but I don't actually know what habits to develop. 
Well, here are a couple of ideas that some of our propane athletes have done, some of the ones that we've done ourselves and are worth um, establishing as just ways to really improve your life. Number one is waking up early. And again, great article from Johnny here. I'm going to post that in the comments too on how to become an early riser. So that's, again, when you're, you're carving out some undistracted time in the mornings. The, the time between, say, 5 a.m. and 9 a.m., you're not likely to get calls and things, and it's a great time to just get some undistracted work done. And also, maybe even go to the gym or whatever, then you've pretty much done a lot of the big rocks of the day before some people have even woken up, and it's a great feeling. And it's not actually as hard as it sounds once you've um, once you use some of the tools in that article and in the rest of this live stream as well. Positive focus. This is one from Johnny as well. So download an app called Day One. This is a journaling app. And every day you just want to scan the last 24 hours for a single stressful moment or experience that you've had. Write that at the top of the page. And beneath it, write the equal and opposite of that. And this is just to train the automatic negative reactive thoughts to shift. And that'll have a, a pervasive effect on the rest of your mind as well and the rest of your outlook and perspective of life. So if you got stressed at work, for example, what was the lesson that you learned? If you felt frustrated at a loved one, how can you develop on this in the future? How can this deepen your relationship? So initially it does feel a bit weird to do and it'll kind of feel like you're not really achieving much, but over time you realize you've established this habit of rather than reflexively turning something into a negative narrative, you've turned it into the positive and oh, well actually it's not that bad because X, Y, Z. Same thing, try and get that for 10 days in a row, you've created a streak and see how that impacts your life. Huge one for me, and I'm so glad that I did this, is turning off all notifications on my phone and laptop. This is liberating. Probably uh, one of the biggest life-improving things that uh, that I've done, and I can't recommend it enough. Um, you can always try it for a, a day or two, and then see how see whether the world does actually blow up if you don't do it. And uh, it just means that you're no longer living your life on someone else's agenda. You're able to do what you need to do without notifications and things pulling you out of your mental space. Next is cold showers. I'm pretty big on these myself. Um, been doing the Wim Hof method the last month or, or six weeks or so. Every morning I'll have a five minute cold shower. Maybe one that you're thinking like, what the hell, why, why would you even want to do that? Fine, maybe that's the case, but uh, I'm just throwing it out there as another thing to do. Certainly improves your mood for the rest of the day if you combine it with the Wim Hof breathing method. And you can check out some uh, there's lots of stuff on Google there, but I'll be writing an article on my experiences with that too. Meditating, as we've mentioned, huge one, big impacts on the rest of your life. Morning training, again, that's something that you've managed to get the big rock. You've trained already before 9am and then you can do the rest of your day. You freed up your evening and you're moving towards your goals. Posture, that can you can use that maybe a time cue every time you stand up, every time you sit down, every time you open a door, whenever um, you notice yourself slouching, whatever it is, you can establish a cue and then use that for the routine to expand your posture, widen your shoulders, um, lift the sternum up, whatever it is. 
and eventually that should hopefully ingrain as your new posture. Breathing, emotional states often correlate with the way that we breathe. Sometimes you'll find that you're breathing shallowly and up in your chest when you're feeling anxious. When you do that, you can just consciously bring your breathing back down into your belly and focus on initiating the breath from lower down. Relaxation practice. Another great habit, and you can check out some of Kit Lachlan's relaxation audios. Um, he's the guy who we interviewed on the podcast a few weeks ago. Um, probably, I think it was the most popular podcast that we did. Fantastic interview. Go and listen to that as well. I'll type it in the comments once again. Lots of stuff to check out. Um, but yeah, he talks about the ability to consciously relax as a huge, um, huge benefit to us where we spend the rest of our lives consciously getting ourselves agitated. So that's something that you can either do in action when you're at work or whatever, you notice that you're holding tension in your body and just consciously relaxing that. Alternatively, you can focus on a dedicated practice, 20 minutes of lying meditation or lying and doing progressive muscle relaxation. You can do that before bed because that's something that you always do every night. You go to bed or most nights. So then that's something that you can just put the audio on, set it to on a timer so that it, it turns off when it's done. And uh, there you go. Instant habit that's pretty easy to, to stick to. Stretching, again, the cue could be when you train, the routine, stretching. The reward is being more mobile when you're done and, uh, and feeling better. So you've already got something to stack it onto, which is that you already go to the gym, for example. So you can just add that into the end. Module nine, that is the um, the kind of turbo booster mindset stuff that we have in our VIP coaching group. So you can you can access that if you sign up with us today. And I have a special surprise for the probably probably two people that are still watching now, um, which is a discount for today only until midnight to sign up for almost fifty percent off in our VIP coaching group for a lot more of this stuff. But I'll discuss that in a second. We have the Byron Katie method. Again, it's also discussed in the group. Social media once a day. This is one that I wish um, I wish I stuck to and making this presentation has actually been a good wake up call to get back onto this, which is setting a time once a day, say 7 p.m. or whatever, to just batch process messages, WhatsApp, Facebook, Twitter, all of that stuff and just do it in one go rather than letting it bleed into the rest of your day and instinctively just checking things. So again, a huge one along with turning off your phone notifications. Final two, beating yourself up. This is a common one that we all do and being able to recognize when it's happening and just trying to reverse that again through tools like positive focus or getting in touch with your breath and rewriting that narrative. And finally, meal prep. So once a week, say on a lazy Sunday, making the main meals for the week and putting it into Tupperware or whatever, we always find that the clients that do meal prep are the most successful with their fat loss and with their progress. So absolutely would recommend focusing on um, some of those. Hopefully that's given you some ideas too. Guys, post in the comments. Let me know your thoughts on things so far, if you have any questions or anything that you want us to clear up. So that is it for Habits 101. And I have the next step for you here, which is an offering for you guys that have survived all of this module. 
So Fat Loss Mastery and Strength Mastery are our two VIP programs. And we are so proud of these programs because they have just got the full 360 life view to improve all aspects of your life. As I was saying before, body, being, balance and business, all of that will be able to be fine-tuned with these programs as well as getting you to your physique goals. You can get accountable. There's weekly video calls, weekly Q&As. There's um, modules like this that we do once a week. So um, you'll get personal attention from a coach, six weekly goal-setting calls, weekly diet reviews, technique analysis for your training, customizable training plan with blocks that are released every four weeks. And I am going to offer you all of this for 50% off, £97 for eight weeks, which goes down to 54.99 a week, uh, for, uh, a month, sorry. <laughs> so if you want to sign up for that, here is the link. I'm going to post it in the comments below. That's going to be available at that discounted rate for just today until midnight. So that's just under 12 hours. Okay, guys, hopefully that's helpful. As always, you can send us a message if you have any questions. If you want to book in a call with us to clarify, if you have any concerns about the program, then you can shoot us an email or you can book in a call at propanefitness.com forward slash call dash booking. Okay, hope that was helpful and speak to you all 